All right, this Hangout on Air is live, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna start off with a little uh, DIY theme music, Jeremy. How uh, sweet! Yeah, you ready? I'm ready. Oh no, I messed up already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do All it right, live. No, first one was a practice. It's fine. Magic, ghastly, magic, ghastly, power hour, magic. This is awful. Why am I doing this? <laughs> this, this, see, this is what happens whenever we can't find somebody to make actual good music for us. This, this is what, this is what you guys don't pay for, listener. Well, and I, I had the thought today because we're not making money off of this yet, and we may never make money off. <laughs> no, of this. probably not. But we could pick like a song that we like that might go with the theme of the episode and just play that at the beginning. Yeah. Well, will we get docked for using a copyrighted song when we don't um, charge to download the podcast? So. Is that a, is that a crazy loophole listener? Uh, can you help us out with that? Do we have any, do we have any copyright lawyers that are listeners? <laughs> I think we're okay. Cause we're not making money off of it, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, what if it's just one of those things where it's like we do it and then we just ask for forgiveness, not for permission? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. That could be a thought for future sure. episodes. Right. And uh, you know what? We uh, we're just trying to we're just we're just trying to make make something creative, I guess. <laughs> make sense of the world. <laughs> right. I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, listener, welcome back to the Magic Gassy Power Hour. This is episode number five. Five? Yeah. Five. Yes. We're halfway to double digits. We are. I can't believe people have listened to us for four episodes thus far. Hey, Kara's listened to all of them almost now. <laughs> in the last week. <laughs> or two. <laughs> She's listened to almost all of them now. <laughs> She didn't. She didn't finish the last one because she hasn't watched the Twilight Zone episode. No, it's it's fair. Like I otherwise, she would have listened to all of them. Like, the way you made it sound was just like she went, "Oh, fine." Like you bugged her to listen to it. Nope, she did it on her own accord. Oh man, thank you, Kara. If you were uh, awake and uh, in the same room, I would give you a high five. <laughs> so, so that is that is a message for uh, awake Kara, because right now she is sleepy Kara. She didn't want to ruin the Twilight Zone, so she it's hasn't okay. listened to the whole episode. She stopped. It's understandable. Uh, but thank you to everybody who has listened thus far. It really means a lot to both of us. Because, uh, again, this is just uh, a reason for Jeremy and I to hop on a, a Google Hangout call and talk to each other for about an hour. Uh, and we invite you to come along for the fun. So, And some people like it. <laughs> yeah. We have su surprisingly. people that said nice things on Twitter. And I know. And quoted you. This week. Which, it's true. So I want to give a shout out to Dizflix and Tidbits Cassie, uh, who also did our wonderful artwork for our yes, little icon. Yes, true. Yeah. So Cassie's a, an amazing artist. And just, you know, Cassie's just awesome. She's all around. Awesome. So I uh, I also want to give a shout out to Cassie for her podcast, uh, Dizflix and Tidbits. Great podcast. It's really Carrie, good. Carrie, Carrie, Carrie Cassie. I, I somehow like. You're meshing Kara and Cassie. Cassie. That's exactly what I did. Uh, Cassie 
had me on her podcast. I don't think the episode is going to air for another week or two. But oh, you we did another did, one. Yeah, so we recorded one. It was like the the follow-up to the first one about uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And uh, just spoiler alert. one. We are not kind to that game. <laughs> well, you weren't super kind to it in the first one, honestly. <laughs> no, no, we weren't. And now I, I, uh, I had a lot of opinions. So, uh, what, what better for uh, a, a white nerd to get his opinions out than a podcast? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, so shout out to Cassie. Uh, Cassie's podcast is great. So definitely go check out uh, Cassie's podcast, Did Flick, Diz Flicks and Tidbits. Um, what's up with you, man? How was your week? Oh, you know, it was fine. We, uh, you know, ran around some parks today. Yeah. Some video for later. That's um, cool. <clears throat> so, oh, we've been watching The Act. Have you heard of The Act on Hulu? Oh, is this the one about the mother who convinced... Yes the daughter she had some kind of like serious illness and that she was like five years younger than she really was yes yeah we've been watching that how is that uh crazy <laughs> oh man i can only imagine i i feel like i saw a really quick video about the actual case not not the the tv show yeah that was There's apparently an hbo documentary about it too which we might have to watch once we're done with this. Maybe that's the video, like a clip from that is what I saw. And so it, it turns out like the girl figured out she wasn't sick and then yeah. realized she was being controlled by her mother. Yeah. And so she conspired with somebody to have her mother killed. Yeah. And she's been in jail because of that. Yep. As so has her right. boyfriend that was the person, the co-conspirator. Yes, yes. So she's she's been in jail because she was gaslighted, essentially. Yeah, that's is that the correct use of the term gaslighting? Uh, yeah. I never, I don't really use it that often. I'm no, just I think sure. you're correct. Yes. Okay. But yeah, listener, it's crazy. Listener, if that is the incorrect usage, please let me know. And if that listener is Sam, uh, you will definitely let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Official corrector. Right. <laughs> No, don't give him a title. He's gonna no. think he's part of the show. Well, Hi, does. Sam. Don't Hi, Sam. don't stop listening. Don't 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 turn You're, off the. We love you. Hour, You're not right? the executive so. producer here, but you can be the official corrector, I guess, because I just <laughs> gave you a title. Um, uh, I so the other day you sent me a text because uh, you guys were at the uh, character warehouse. Oh yes, and you sent me a text about the mug, and you sent me a text about the. Uh, the Greedo mug. Uh oh, there you oh, go. You're okay, back. There you go. Okay, yeah. Oh, technical difficulties for like a split second. Uh, you sent me a text about with all the Star Wars mugs. Yeah. And I looked at him and I was like, I don't know. But then I saw your video and I'm like, I kind of want that Greedo. <laughs> I know. I wanted it when it was in the regular store, and I have so. no need for a mug. We have like 10 mugs that are all either Disney or Star Wars. <laughs> I know. I don't need it, but it's $6. Can you really say no? <laughs> I did, but I didn't want to. Oh, fair enough. I, I wanted the Greedo one, and to a lesser extent, the R2 one, but the Greedo one's pretty great. That's fair. So, all right. So, I tell you what. 
I'm not saying make a special trip. But if I'm we go back and go it's still room. there. If you are a month from now, a month, two months from now, if you go back and they just so happen to have one that isn't cracked or dinged up. I could get I could do that for you. Yeah, maybe maybe send me a text and I'll and I'll see how I'm feeling that day. Because <laughs> I remembered you wanted the Darkwing one and I thought you had gotten it, but I couldn't remember for sure. Yeah, we ended up that was the last thing we did. So after um the we parted ways uh during our last night at Epcot back in December. We went to dinner and you guys went to Disney Springs. We hurried up and ate dinner and Chelsea wanted to run in mouse gear and when while everybody was vacating the park. So like and she was trying to hurry, but I'm like, it's gonna take another two hours for this park to empty. Like we're not we don't have to rush. To hurry, yeah. Right. So we found all the stuff there and I, I picked up the Darkwing mug there. So earlier in that evening is something you can watch right now in Jordan's vlog that just came out yesterday. Oh yeah. Uh, if you, if listener, if you're so inclined to watch my vlog, you don't have to, but I, I appreciate it. If you would, you can go to YouTube and search Jordan Gasly. And I uploaded my final video of, uh, the cookie stroll at Epcot where Jeremy and our, uh, myself and our friend Steve do the, uh, cookie stroll around world showcase, uh, during the international festival of the holidays. Yeah. I watched it, it earlier this evening and it was fun. Oh, thank you. I um yours your video of the same night was out like five months ago. <laughs> well, we were making videos every day at that point. Yeah, that's we're still true. making multiple a week, but yeah, we've, we've backed off of doing them every day. <laughs> right. So since I gave my YouTube a shout out, why don't you give your YouTube a shout out so so the listeners know where if the listeners knew they know if, where if to find they, it. if they want to. It's the Magic Geekdom. You know, we are that on pretty much all social media except for Twitter for some reason. Because someone has the Magic Geekdom. We're just Magic Geekdom. Well, listen, we know who the real Magic Geekdom is on Twitter. And it's not <laughs> that guy. Shameful lady. Or girl. Why can't we I don't want to discriminate. It, it, she's a girl, but it's fine. Okay. It's fine. She had it first. She doesn't use it for much, but she had it first. <clears throat> There's a funny, funny side tangent. Uh, my friend Annie... <laughs> Uh, she and her friend Danny have a a podcast, a Disney podcast called Annie and Danny's Fast Pass Podcast. Uh huh. And then apparently, out of nowhere, this other podcast Twitter account started called the Fast Pass Podcast. And they're they, I don't think it went anywhere, but they found out about it and they sent them a message going, "Hey, you know, you know we." We've got a we've got a podcast called the the Fast Pass podcast. And we've been doing it for like two or three years. So, uh, what what's uh, what's up with your name? <laughs> and then the and then the response was like, well, you know, no one really owns those words, so anybody can really use them. <laughs> like, why would you want two podcasts called the Fast Pass podcast? And then you're gonna have to like compl- like explain to your listeners. That there's multiple podcasts yeah. called that. I don't know. I mean, the same thing can be said about like YouTube channels and stuff. And I just right. And I get I just, that. And I get that. Yeah. But it seems like a simple search would just nip yeah. that in the mud. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to start a band. We're going to call it the Rolling Stones. <laughs> 
Because no one really owns those words, Jeremy. <laughs> I think they own those that combination of those words. Yeah. So we're going to be uh, not the Rolling Stones, just Rolling Stones. They still might own that, too. Well, well you know what? <laughs> Listen, we'll put out our music, they'll put out their music, and we'll see who wins in the end. How about that? Sure. Let's go with that one. <laughs> All right. And as you can tell from uh, the song I sang at the top of the podcast, we're going to take those dudes down. We're going places. (laughs) It'll be a shamble of brittle old men (laughs) that have somehow lived as long as they have. (laughs) They're not that old, but for like doing what they've done. Hey, it's kind of impressive still. Yeah, I'm not even mad. I've. Although I am kind of convinced that Keith Richards died 20 years ago and we're just getting like the remnants of his reanimated corpse. <laughs> if I learned anything. With all due respect to Keith Richards, just in case he's listening. If I've learned anything from Wayne's World 2, it's that he cannot be killed by conventional weapons. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, man. All right. You want to get into it? Sure. All right. So. Uh, very interesting weekend we had last weekend. Uh, Disney Plus, or Disney announced a whole bunch of cool Disney Plus stuff. Like how much it costs and a bunch of cool yeah. shows and stuff. Yeah, and the just, you sold me at all 30 seasons of The Simpsons. That's crazy, and that video they made was pretty entertaining. Yeah, my favorite part of the video, listener, if you haven't seen it, there's a nice little 30-second introductory video of The Simpsons now being owned by Disney. Uh, my favorite part of the whole video is the picture of Rupert Murdoch in the, in the trash can. <laughs> in the garbage. <laughs> I, I just, which is so Simpsons. It's very good. Uh, yeah, um, seven or six ninety nine a month, or seventy dollars for a year, which breaks down to like five eighty three. Yeah, which is crazy, and almost yeah. makes me go, "I should just do that," because at some point. And it might be a couple of years down the line. They're going to raise that price, just like ne- Netflix is. Yeah. Slowly raise, raise yeah. that price from around but that to deal. now, like it's $10 or something like, like that. Even the most expensive option, which is the $6.99 month to month, is still, oh, still, still a, a really good deal. You're getting and, like, yeah. all the Disney stuff. Well, they're saying eventually pretty much everything's going to be on there. Initially, it's yeah. still a lot of things. And let's, let's say they raise the price to $15 a month. I still think 15 a month for all of that content is reasonable. Like, I yeah. think that's, yeah, I would still pay it. Cause you're getting all the Marvel stuff. Plus they're making new Marvel shows yeah. and all the star yeah. Wars stuff and new star Wars shows. Yeah. Which I, I think I sent out a tweet, something along the lines of, um, like, if I said that they came, Disney came swinging hard out of the gate at $6.99 a month, and Hulu is still at, they just dropped their price to $5.99, but Netflix, who recently raised their price to $12.99, like, it's their move. Like, they got to yeah. do something. And don't get me wrong, I like Netflix. Yeah, but, so do I. But for at twelve ninety nine versus five ninety nine and six ninety nine, yeah, I can unsubscribe to Netflix until the next season of Stranger Things comes out. And I think I responded to you like I have T Mobile for my phone, and it gets included with that. 
yeah. I do pay like a two or three dollar upcharge for the 4K one that more than one people can person can watch at once because well my family at home mm-hmm. like has my Netflix login and we do have a 4K TV so I was like I'll pay the three extra bucks. That's worth get, three extra bucks. And the rest of it's included in my phone bill. Otherwise, I probably would cancel it maybe once the Disney Plus was a thing. So I'm actually going to my Blu-ray shelf and like picking out all of my Disney movies that I don't watch regularly. And I'm like, well, if they're all going to be on the network, I don't like I I can tell like I haven't watched these on Blu-rays. Like I've owned them for two or three years and I haven't put them in the, the Blu-ray player since the first time. Like I don't it's fair. feel like I really need to have hard copies of these because if I haven't watched it in two years, there's not going to be anything that's going to make me want to watch it between now and October, November, whenever the channel. Debuts. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm probably going to unload a lot of uh, the steel books I'm keeping just because they're steel books. So yeah, I probably won't get rid of mine because I'm weird like that. No, and that's fair. And I, but I'm also. I'm also not in a position where I will never not see them again. That's true. Because I work. Like, even if you right. stopped working there, you know people that work there. <laughs> right, right. So it's, you know, for the listener, one of my jobs, I work at a, a local used CD, DVD, and record store. So it's it's not like I'm going to miss. Like, they will. I will never see them again. Yeah. So, um, but it was also Star Wars Celebration this weekend. Which is... And all sorts of crazy got, stuff. Yeah. And I had a friend who went and he was just like sending me pictures. I'm like, dude, don't do this. Don't. I know. I watched a video <laughs> earlier this evening of like a booth with all the toys that they're going to sell. Yes. It's like, ah, and the creatures, like yeah. how they have the banshees and Pandora. Like you can get a salacious crumb that can mm-hmm. sit on your shoulder. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I don't need that, but I want it. Oh no, no, no. There are a few things in this world I do need, and that is definitely one of them. <laughs> it's a cool salacious crumb puppet to sit on your yes. shoulder. Yes. I He is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. Yes. I I love the Do you have the Job of the Hut Tiki mug? No, the only one we have is the R2 one. But I know so, that it comes with like a shot glass yeah. or something with salacious yes, crumb. It comes with a salacious crumb shot glass. So I, I bought that whenever last was it I think it made its debut last last uh celebration. So two years ago. Yeah, and I ordered it off Think Geek and then had it shipped to me. But then I walked in Think Geek like three hours later. And, you found and it, it was in the store. And I'm like, well, I thought this was online only. <laughs> so, uh, but we finally, oh, uh, speaking of the Tiki mugs, did you see the ones that came out this year? Yeah, they're cool. I kind of want the Death Star one. And yeah, I also kind of pretty cool. that, you know, I like the Falcon, but I can... It's a, it's expensive. I can pass yeah. on the Falcon and not feel bad about it. Yeah, it was expensive. But I kind of want the Han and Carbonite mug, Tiki <laughs> mug. So, um, but, but yeah. the big news, this like the biggest news uh, was the fact that finally got a teaser trailer a, and the name. It, yeah, so the name Rise of Skywalker, which, which is growing on me. Yeah, I initially you know, I was like, this is weird, and I don't know that I like it, but right. And I was at work and I can tell you that 
all of my colleagues at work and I watched that trailer at least six or seven times that day. And I mean, it's Star Wars. I'm sold. I'm going to go see it. I know I'm going to enjoy it. You and I have talked endlessly about our love for The Last Jedi. Yep. And I know that that is a very divisive film. So, listener, if you did not like The Last Jedi, it's fine if you didn't like it. Yep, it's you don't fine. Have to, you don't have to add us. It's okay. Uh, but Jeremy and I really liked that movie. and um, It is my probably second or third favorite yeah. Star Wars movie. Yeah, I I would probably put it I would probably put it somewhere around there too. So, but the uh, new trailer is good. It's good. It it's it a made Kira cry. No, it, it it made me jump up and down and squeal with glee. I can tell you that. And let's see. So I mean, we're not even going to get into the specifics of the trailer. I like the tra- trailer. The nice part at the end. I'm sure, listener, if you follow pop culture at all you've, you've seen the trailer five hundred times yeah. just like us uh you know obviously the the emperor palpatine laugh at the end i'm very very intrigued and and i've already read some speculation which i shouldn't yeah. read and right I, which, but i'm like okay if that happened I, w- I would be okay with that so here's the deal though this is this is where i'm at it's okay to speculate and have fan theories but don't get married to them before the movie even comes right. out. But if if what you think is going to happen doesn't happen, don't get mad because you 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 know you build something up in your head. If something is different than what you thought, take a second, bring it in, let it play out, and then and then make the final judgment call. Yeah. Well, and I one of the speculation things I read was something that made me feel a little better about the title, though. Which was, was, so what was it? Now I'm curious. um, Well, you know how Luke in Last Jedi is like, the Jedi needs to end. Yeah. And so what if it does end with him and Rey being trained or training herself via the books starts some sort of new order, which they just call the Skywalkers or Skywalker. Interesting. I didn't think about that. Because I was like, Redemption of Kylo, okay, he's half Skywalker, that could be a thing. Right. Or there's the thing I don't want at all, is That's... them to retcon Ray's parents and make her a Skywalker. Right. I don't want that. Right. I. The Kylo thing's too obvious, I think. So and, like, and, yeah, so... An order of, like, new Jedi-type order that's called Skywalkers, I'm okay with that. Like, that would be Rise of Skywalker. That would be to go against like the Knights of Ren or something. I don't know. I, I mean, to me, first offhand, like after seeing it and uh, and sitting on it for a few days, is to it, the name the the Rise of Skywalker is obviously metaphorical, and the way I think of it is, we're not going to get Skywalker's legacy through his bloodline through Ben. We're going like it's going to be Luke Skywalker's legacy through Ray. Because she was technically the final student he had. This is true, yeah. So I, I think of it as it's like his taught, right, redemption she art. She followed kind in of. his footsteps, reading these texts and training herself in the in the ways of the force. But his legacy is still within her. Well, and that right? makes sense because, so, like, they're all kind of like they're all cyclical. 
And as much as you want to complain about the new trilogy being similar to the old trilogy, the prequels also kind of have a similar arc as the original trilogy. Like, there's repeated things that happen in all of them. It's just, like, the structure of those movies. Right. And, like, this kind of could be, like, Luke's redemption for running away and hiding and what he thinks he did bad with Ben by coming right. through and Ray doing whatever Ray does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can spend an entire episode we on could. this. But we, let's, we let's, can. We enjoyed yeah, it. But, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, Her doing cool got, flips over the, the TIE fighter is cool. That like seeing awesome. Lando. Made uh, me happy to see Lando. I like how Lando. he was dressed up. I like how he was dressed up in the Donald Glover suit, too. I, I enjoyed that. So I hope he talks to Leet. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That so, would be neat. Anyway. We also got a trailer for the new video game for the Fallen Order. The Star Wars Fallen Order. Which, it looks cool. Looks promising. I, I am always a big fan of a story. If you tell me that there are multiple stories of Jedi who escaped Order 66, I'm like, yeah, sign me up. I want to know all of those stories. So, <laughs> I'm always a big fan of, like, what happened to Jedi, some of the Jedi after Order 66. Like, what was their life? What kind of obscurity did they have to live in? Like, uh, so I'm I'm super excited. Like, the trailer didn't look too exciting, but I think they're saving a lot of it for the game. I think yeah. the game is going to be much more exciting than um, than uh, the trailers making. But the premise today. sounds promising, and I think the trailer looked interesting and yep, cool. But it's all they say it's all in engine, but it's like none of it's gameplay. So who knows? Mm -hmm. But hopefully, it's fun. It looks potentially fun. Mandalorian looked good. John Favreau was up there with Pedro Pascal and Apollo, uh, not Apollo, Apollo Creed was in it. <laughs> um, yeah, Carl Weathers. Carl um, Weathers is up there. Then, He's got yeah, a suit and, going on. And, <laughs> um, he got a stew going on. He does. Yes, it's all in the <laughs> hips. It's all in the hips. Um, and then I forget the uh, the actress's name who who plays the uh, the the female Mandalorian. Um, but. I, we of course didn't get to see the clip because the clip was only for the live audience. They they did a nice, nice hey we'll be back in a minute thing on the live yeah. stream, which I thought was. I didn't kind of actually a see it, but I heard that it was. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Cut it off. I didn't watch that panel. I only watched the photos. The... Looked great though. Yeah, like I don't even cool. like the Mandalorians. I I'm yeah, I was always a big yeah like I was, but now I'm kind of like well, geez, this looks really good. Um, and then uh, I watched the Clone Wars panel. The Clone Wars panel, Clone Wars panel was fun. Oh, that's I've, cool. I've I was a big proponent of the fact that, uh, or I, I you know I I realized that Clone Wars didn't get a proper ending because of the Disney acquisition. It was always yeah. kind of like the biggest bummer. So now that they're finally getting this next season, I'm I'm hoping we finally get that actual uh, closure kind of thing. So, but. Uh, that is the majority of the Star Wars news that we kind of just wanted to brush through because Jeremy and I, We're talk let's about face some it, other we, things. we could, we could probably have a Star Wars podcast at this we, point. We could, I mean, we're not gonna authorities, <laughs> but no, we're, we're not at all. Um, um I've but read some of the we, comics. I don't read the books really. I've read a couple of them a long time ago. Yeah. So I know a lot of lore well. and stuff. So, you know, <sighs> right. But what we really wanted to talk to you 20 minutes into this episode, listener. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy and I want to, we're going to talk some horror movies. 
Jeremy and I are both really big horror fans, and we can we're gonna have multiple episodes on horror movies and specific horror movies, certain genres of horror. Uh, but we kind of just wanted to run down a list of our favorite movies to kind of give you a uh, a taste of some of the some of the stuff that we like within the genre. Yeah. So what what was what was your like intro to horror? Like what was what was it that made you get into horror? Um you know, I my cousin really liked horror when I was a kid and I didn't. I was a scaredy cat little kid and he showed me like Nightmare on Elm Street and probably I think I mean, at least a couple of those and I think one of one or two of the Friday the 13th and I was scared of them. I did not enjoy them as a child. Um but when I was like a teenager, I started getting more into just like movies in general, which made me kind of broaden my horizons and be like, oh, yeah, there's horror movies I like, which then I don't know. I just kind of grew into liking some of everything. So definitely horror was included there. Do you remember the f- I know you just like kind of listed a couple of them, but do you like def- remember the de facto first horror film you watched? was probably i think it was a friday the 13th but i don't i mean not i mean a nightmare on elm street but i'm not entirely sure which one i feel like it was like four okay like three or four okay three is a good one three is a good one dream warriors like three and one are probably the best ones yeah i agree i agree i four is kind of fun like silly fun and then like five is pretty bad I don't think I've seen any of them and outside six is pretty of bad. one. No, okay, I have seen that one. That's the that was the final nightmare, right? Yeah, yeah, I have seen that one. Like when I say I've seen it, I saw it when it came out on VHS. So it's been almost thirty years. Yeah. See, I got this this here visual thing for the oh nice yeah yeah in the last that. year or so it's the nightmare on elm street collection so i've watched all of them basically in the last year year and a half right was like oh okay one one and three are the best ones <laughs> four is kind of fun two is weird but not bad and then five and six are real bad and new nightmare is pretty cool again But uh, yeah, that's probably the first thing I really remember seeing. Okay. And how about you? Um, this might be a cop out answer, actually. Uh, but Ghostbusters. Oh well, if you want to count that, I I saw that in a drive-in when I was four or five, whatever it was when that came out. Right, and I mean it's clearly a comedy film, right? But there's all the like the horror and supernatural aspects in it, um, and as a matter of fact, Ghostbusters is the first movie I ever remember watching, like ever. So I'm I'm pretty partial to it. It's, it's one fair. of my favorites. Yeah, I feel like that's and um, one of the first ones that I remember watching, like not at home or something. Because like I did, I did see it in a drive-in when I was a little kid. I I remember watching it on HBO, and my grandmother, she had a at the time she was the only person in the family who had a VCR, 
So she taped it off of HBO. And anytime I was sick, she would take bring the VCR over to my house and bring the VHS with Ghostbusters taped off of HBO. <laughs> and awesome. I had that tape for the longest time until I moved up to Atlanta um, in like 97. And it just kind of got lost in the move, which was a bummer. Oh, that I mean, is I, a bummer. I mean, at that point, I had owned... You know, DVD an, copy a, of it. Yeah, well, I, I owned an official VHS, VHS copy, and then I had owned the, owned it on DVD. It or was also one of the first DVDs like that. that I that I purchased too, because well, I remember it was like a good DVD, it mm-hmm. had commentaries and stuff on it. Yeah, and I that's one of the few DVDs that I will actually continuously sell my previous copy to get the next copy that's coming out. Yeah, like that's 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 one of the movies that and Star Wars, obviously, but we're not going to go back down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah, I've om- I almost bought the 4K ones of the first two. Did but you I haven't? I have Blu-ray ones, but see, I've got the Blu-ray steelbooks for each one. Uh, okay, Best Buy exclusives. I have like the like weird hardbound book that has the two of them together yeah. in it. So I had that, and then I saw the steelbooks, and I'm like, well, I want the steelbooks. But now there's a 4K combo steelbook with the uh, the old. It's black with the old logo on oh, it. Oh, that's cool. And it, I think it has both of the. Um, I think it has both the Blu-ray and the 4K in there. So I can't decide if I want to sell the steelbooks I currently have to get that steelbook or not. <laughs> Because, you know, someday you, you'll have a 4K TV and stuff. Right. And, um, but also, uh, I did that with, (laughs) (laughs) I did that with the, uh, the remake, the, or not remake, but the, the recent one, the Lady Ghostbusters. Which I, I, which I I think it's fun. I enjoyed it. It's funny. I think it's funny. Bought that and the Star Trek Beyond on 4K because, like Best Buy had something where you bought one get one free or something like that before uh, I had a 4K TV. But I'm just like, I want these movies anyway, and I can get both of them. Yeah, for cheaper than buying the the Blu-rays. Exactly. Cool story. Tangent. I should cue up the air horn. I should. Oh man, that makes me want a tangent. Short, briefly. Uh, did you see the DJ Rex toy that they've made that's you can buy at the droid place? No. Um, well, it's a Bluetooth speaker besides being remote control, which I already knew. Oh, but wait. Yes, we, we talked about this. Yeah, we talked about it last time. Yeah. But when I watched a video of people playing with them because they had demonstrations at uh, the Star Wars convention, he has like he has the air horn. To go along with this DJing stuff, he can go burp, 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 burp. Oh, man. So it's not just Paul Rubin talking and Bluetoothing your own music. He has the reggae horn. Oh, man. I'm into all of this. I can't wait. I, I can't want wait. That toy. I don't need it, but I want that toy. Anyway, back to um, Ghostbusters. No, but uh, also Tales from the Crypt. Like, the, oh, yeah. Tales from the Crypt was quite possibly one of the things that I just gravitated towards horror wise and which is really weird because I don't know if my parents knew I was watching it or if they just didn't care that I was watching it fair. 
Because I, I like now that. I'm looking back, I'm thinking there's they would have stopped me if they saw me watching Tales from the Crypt and I was under you know the age of ten. Yeah. So, but that was like that was a really big one for me growing up. And it's weird because I feel like you know I said I was like a kid that was scared of horror things, but I remember watching that. And I almost feel like, was there like a sanitized version of that that they played on regular TV later? Mm. Like an edited that like played on like broadcast TV? I don't know. I wonder. Maybe I'm just thinking because they had a weird, a lot of weird horror anthology shows when I was a kid. Like there was like a Friday the 13th and yeah. a Nightmare on Elm Street that were like sort of Twilight zone things where they yes. barely had... Like, Freddy was the intro of the episodes, and the very first episode was, like, Freddy's backstory, but all the rest of them had nothing to do with Nightmare on Elm Street, really. Right. Uh, there was also the Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, so maybe I'm just another... confusing it with that, but I did watch Tales from the Crypt as a kid, too. Um, yeah, I, I, that's the one I remember watching was Tales from the Crypt. And did you know there was also a cartoon? Oh, yeah. It was a Crypt Keeper cartoon. Yeah, and I totally I, remember that. It was I think it only was. Keeper. Yeah, I think there was only like one season of it, but I remember it. Yeah, I didn't know that until like a handful. It was of an years ABC ago, like, show? Oh man, that's crazy! I think right before Disney bought it, like a couple of years before, maybe I don't remember. But yeah, it was a Disney Saturday morning cartoon, or not Disney, oh. but ABC. ABC say yeah, I know that. Uh, at one point, I'm going to look it up on Amazon real quick, because at one point you could buy it on DVD, and it wasn't that expensive. It was like $13. Tales well, yeah, and from since the... I think it is just one season, there's probably not that many episodes. It's probably like 13 or something. Tales from the Crypt, complete series. I don't need that. Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Where are you? Tales from the Crypt. Well, and also on the cartoon route, I once I learned that the same dude does the Crypt Keeper, Keeper's voice as Buster Bunny, I could not not hear Buster Bunny. Oh, man. You are absolutely correct. I didn't even think about that. And also, uh, the season one is like super out of print now, and the cheapest copy on Amazon is $97. Ooh. Yeah. And you can get the complete series. Oh, so there was like two seasons, I guess. Then. Yeah. So, but that's actually cheaper. That's fifty dollars. So, or you but, could probably search for it on YouTube or Vimeo, and it's like hiding. Yeah, somewhere. you could pull my old Master of the Universe version uh, move and just watch the entire series on YouTube if it's up there for free. So, anyway, you want to get into these lists, man? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, I did an honorable mention. Do you have an honorable mention? Because we don't uh, we don't have to do that. It, um, uh, I would say, referencing back to what I was saying with Nightmare on Elm Street, because I did not put those on my list, any of them, I would maybe honorable mention 1 and 3, because I do like those two movies a lot. Um, the first one is like actually legitimately scary and cool, and then the third one's a little sillier but it's still pretty cool 
the Dream Warrior is right. Warriors is pretty fun. And I believe that's the first time he uses, you know, we've been relatively clean on this, but we're talking about horror movies where he uses the bitch line that everyone like makes fun of and like scary Terry on yeah, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Oh bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but when he says it's prime your prime time or it's prime time bitch, I believe is the first time he actually calls someone bitch in any of the movies. <laughs> But yeah, those were honorable mentions. I like both of those a lot. I did not put them on my list. Yeah, I I really wanted to put one of the Universal Monster movies on my list. (laughs) See, I didn't put any of those either. Yeah, but they're they're all so good. Yeah, they're all really good. If I was to do that, I would probably do Bride of Frankenstein or Creature from the Black Lagoon. Those are probably my favorites, but I do love the Bella Lugosi Dracula. I don't know. They're all really good. If I put them on my list, it would either be a toss-up of Creature or Wolfman, I think. Those are the two oh, I watched Those are good, too. Yeah. Um, but I my honorable mention... Creature again soon. I need to do that. Yeah. I think you should. I you own should it. do it tomorrow. <laughs> I might put it on tomorrow while I'm doing other stuff. <laughs> um, my honorable mention is Halloween 3. Halloween 3 is really fun. <laughs> I it's weird and sort of bad, but so it's really fun. And I feel like this movie gets a bad rap because it doesn't have Michael Myers in it. And I, and here's the deal. But that was Carpenter's. Yeah. He never wanted to make a series. Right. Right. And people gravitated towards the Michael Myers character. So they capitalized with part two, which Which is uh, still a pretty good movie. It's not as good, but it's still a pretty good movie. And, but there's something about three because it actually takes, you know, well, they all all the Halloween films take place on Halloween, but this one, what I really okay, I didn't watch Halloween three for the first time until like five years ago, and when I first watched it, I didn't like it. I was like, "This is the dumbest movie I've seen." No wonder people hate this, and I don't like it. So I took my the copy I had and I sold it back to my store. But the problem was. I couldn't stop thinking about that movie. I don't know. I can't explain what it was, but the more I thought about it, I was like, well, I did like this and this was done pretty cool too. And I liked this aspect of it. And the more I thought about it, I was like, no, I actually really like this movie. movie." And I actually did that with another one of the movies on my list too. So uh, when we get to it, I'll let you know. But I think my favorite thing about Halloween three isn't necessarily like, the plot, even though I do like the plot, or the actors, even though the actors are great. But I love the fact that it's indicative of the year in which it was made. It was made in like 82, 83, right? And when you see it, all of the costumes look like the costumes we grew up with in the early 80s. And whenever the kids go to sit down and watch the TV, it was that giant large television that looked like a piece of furniture. Yeah. Because it had the cabinet around the TV mm-hmm. screen. And so it's it, it hit all of my nostalgia buttons. So that's why I really, I love the, because I look at it and I'm like, this is what Halloween was like the year I was born. Yeah. So that's that's why I like Halloween. It's a too. fun movie. It's yeah. not the best movie in the world, but it's a fun movie. It's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. All right. Actual list. Actual um, list. Are, are, do you have yours ranked or are yours in um, like random order? 
like I know what my number one is, but the rest of them are just kind of not necessarily in an order. Okay, we'll we'll just start with that's kind of what mine are like too. So, and if we we might have one or two that intersect, and I'll let you know. Okay, if they do. So, what is your what's your first one on your list? Uh, first one. Well, we were just talking about Halloween three is the original Halloween. Okay, good one. So you know I. I'm not really a big slasher film person. Me neither, but that movie this one is really good. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's of its era too. Like it's, you watch that movie and it's the late 70s. It just is. I mean, it's weird because I used to live in California for a couple of years and that stuff was filmed in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go down and see where the houses are. Well, they've moved Michael Myers' house, but it still exists. They moved the whole house, but... And, yeah, it's just super era-appropriate. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis is a badass in it. Like, it's it's great. And I think the sequel that came out last year is really good, too. Yeah, I I liked it. I think the first three movies and that sequel are the best Halloween movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones are kind of bad. <laughs> Kara loves them, but um, yeah, I just I. It's a slasher I've, movie I can get behind. Yeah, I've. I mean, the first one is the best one, obviously. Yeah, like oh, totally. Yeah, and even though the sequel that did come out last year, like, kind of negates anything past the, the first, first movie. One. Yeah, right. I, I remember two being pr- like I enjoyed. Two's two. pretty good too, and like Carpenter actually recently, made that one. Yeah, and I recently watched four, and man, that just had late eighties written all over it. Yeah, like it did, but not in like the late eighties way. You're like, oh, the late eighties. You're like, ooh, the late eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like the late 80s when the cocaine has worn off. <laughs> and you're like, oh, God. And see, like, the late 80s of the Nightmare on Elm Street ones. I'm like, oh, that's fun. Right. It's silly and goofy and fun. And, like, I mean, it's still gross and weird. But it's also, like, he's a, he's making jokes and it's kind of funny. That's where, mm-hmm. yeah, Halloween 4, I'm just like, ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't watched 5. Or and I'm not I'm not even interested in watching in any of the Rob Zombie versions. Um, I didn't hate the first one. It's not great, and the second one's pretty bad. You don't need to see it. <laughs> That's fine. I just eh. I have I can go on a Rob Zombie tangent. And and see, I, don't I, that right I like his first two movies. I like. See, I didn't even I didn't like those. <laughs> but that's just, that that's that's me. That's that's though I think. I think the first one is like a total ripoff of my favorite horror movie, which we'll get to later. <laughs> but um, I, like I know Devil's Rejects. I know what your favorite one is. Like now that now that you say that, I know what your number one is. <laughs> and I can tell you, I don't have that one on my list. That doesn't mean I dislike it. Yeah, it's it just not your I, favorite. Yeah, it's just not my favorite. Um, my my number five is John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, The Thing's great. Oh my god, dude! Those practical effects—they're so on good. The, on the thing, the thing is yeah. just so good. And I mean, Kurt Russell, man, like put him, put him in just about everything. 
Pretty much. I mean, oh. if you told me last year that I'd be, I'd, I'd love a Santa Claus movie with Kurt Russell, I'd oh, I, be a I didn't, crazy person. I, I, that was on in the background somewhere during Christmas. I haven't actually watched it. <laughs> uh, you know, the spontaneous musical number was great. All right. But um, um, shortly before yeah. Kara and I moved to Florida, we used to go to, there's a nonprofit theater in Portland that they restored an old movie house and they restored 70 millimeter projectors. And they're like the only place in Oregon. And I think maybe Washington too, that could do 70 millimeter prints. And we got to watch a 70 millimeter print of the thing. Nice. And it was awesome. <laughs> For Christmas, Chelsea got me the Scream Factory steel book of the thing. Oh, nice. And one of the discs comes with a, I think it's a 4K transfer transfer or a 2K transfer. I can't remember which one. But I think one of the discs also has like a nice restoration of the of the uh, of the film. Well, it's crazy. Well, yeah. The it's cool like tangent again, but that theater um like Quentin Tarantino, they got to keep a print of Hateful 8 because Quentin Tarantino's like I love this theater. Here you go. I'm going to talk to the movie company. You can keep this print of the Hate Flight. That's awesome. Like, we went and we saw Pam Greer there. Oh, that's cool. We met Pam Greer and we got to watch Coffee there. And it was Quentin Tarantino's print of Coffee. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that theater is awesome. The Hollywood Theater. If you're ever in Portland, check it out because it's great. Anyway. Shout out to the Hollywood Theater in Portland. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the you know, thing's Wolf awesome. in it. Yeah, Wolfram Brimley, oh my god. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, first off, you've got, you've got, like, the double whammy Mine's of it not being... not cool, but I still do have John it. Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It still looks good, though. Um, but you got, the fact that John Carpenter's name is in it, yeah. is on it. And also, this is a remake of a movie from the 50s called yeah. Thing from Another World. Which, if you go back and watch for the fifties, pretty solid, man. Because that was that was around the time where horror was starting to morph into sci-fi. Yeah, and it was like it was still scary, but it was, but it was more space agey. It was like yeah. all of all of the monsters started to turn atomic in the, the late fifties. Yeah, they did. 50s. I mean, yeah, um, everything and, was going sci-fi and alien yeah. and whatever. Yeah. I actually have a handful of stuff on my shelf that I picked up from work from that era that I really want to watch that I'm kind of waiting to watch uh, when October rolls around. Oh, nice. Um, like, I, I picked up a copy of Forbidden Planet, which I had never seen before. Mm -hmm. um, but Leslie Nielsen's in it. But it was, like, one of his, like, serious, serious acting roles. roles. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also have... Oh, God, what was it called? I've seen it, but it's been a long it time. It was something something like something Space Vampires. And I was like, okay, so Okay, so, <laughs> I'm in. Um, anyway, but the 1980 John Carpenter, The Thing, is that is almost an annual watch come October for me. Totally fair, because it's great. Yeah. Yeah, those practical effects are awesome. It's just... I need to, once again, I need to throw that back in. I have not watched it in a while. All right. What's what's your next one? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll go with we were talking sci-fi-y things. My next one is kind I mean, it is a sci-fi movie, but it is also a horror movie, in my opinion. 
is the original Alien. Yes, I am fully on board with you th- with this train of thought because I think it is just a horror film that's that in space. Just so happens, that happens to, to be in space. space. And uh, and I, I think about putting that on. I love the first Alien movie. It's it's so good. It's my favorite of the bunch. It's, it's my totally favorite. the easy, the best one. Kara would disagree with me. She loves Aliens, which is a fun movie, but it's not as good. <laughs> it's just like uh, this yeah. boilerplate, like stressful, like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And with a monster. And that's a horror movie to me, whether it's in space or not. Right. And Scorny Weaver kicks ass in it. And yes. like, big fan of And there's Jones. a cute cat. <laughs> yeah, big fan of Jonesy. And. So- uh, the alien is a crazy weird design. Thanks, Geeker, that is now gone. But you made some right. weird crap. Man, I, the there was something really interesting about Alien, and I remember I bought the anthology box set when it came out, like, the quadrilogy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was whenever it was the first release on Blu-ray. That was like the whole the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. I have so that. it was both still. yeah. So it was before Prometheus and Covenant came out. Yeah. Um. And there was something in that film that like kind of caught me off guard, and I don't know why I noticed it, but it stood out to me. And it's I think it had and it, it really speaks to how they were making films. And what was it that came out in seventy nine? Yeah. So, and it was. It was the scene where they're all in like the the mess room, like where they all eat dinner, mm-hmm. and the the alien had just popped out of the dude's chest, and they're all sitting there, like they cleaned up the mess of the dead of the the guy uh, who was killed, and they're all sitting there talking about what just happened, and then there's a character like uh, Sigourney Weaver is close to the camera. And then there's one character, the character, um, I forget forget his name, but he's the black dude yeah. who's in the film, was in the fore, like in the background. And they're having a conversation. And the dude in the background is clearly not miked. But when he said something, he sounded like he was so far away because he wasn't miked. Yeah. And I and to like it stood out to me because the I heard what he said. But I could I could feel the distance, yeah, because of the volume of his voice, and for some reason that really stood out to me, and I, I don't know why, and I'm like that would never fly in making a film today, no, like, yeah, like the volume on that dude would have been cranked up like he was standing right in front of Sigourney Weaver's face. Yeah, I think that's still I think that's my favorite like Ridley Scott situation. I don't mm-hmm. well I don't know I I mean I do like. Blade Runner, but I think Alien is probably my favorite. Yeah, it's Alien is so good. All right, uh, my next one is a movie that I talked about on our first episode. Uh, it's a supernatural. It's a ghost film. It's called The Changeling. It's oh got, yeah, yeah. It's got George C. Scott. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. You talked about it, and I still haven't. I I haven't watched it. I don't know if I can stream that somewhere. I don't know. Maybe. So George C. Scott, uh, it's in, he's in this movie called The Changeling, and he plays a character. He plays a guy who uh, 
who just recently essentially witnessed his kids get killed in a in a freak like car incident. And he's mourning, and he packs up his. He's also a, a music professor, and he he needs to get out of his pen, you know, whatever his apartment or penthouse or whatever it is he's living in, and he just needs a new start. So he moves out uh, to I forget where he moves, but it's it's a it's not a city. It's kind of like a suburban type town, but he works mm-hmm. in, in a city close by, and he has friends at this college where he teaches. Uh, uh, music composition and he gets put up in this house by accident like he wasn't supposed to get put up in this house but the new lady at this realtor office is like oh we can just put you up in this house you can rent it out it's fully furnished it'll be fine Uh, and then it turns out that people like at her job get mad at her for renting this house out to him because this house has this history uh, that he doesn't know but it's essentially this really big mansion. And even though it's fully furnished, it still feels empty. And there's a lot of weird goings on in the house. And he slowly comes to this realization that the house is haunted. And one of the most, one of the scenes that gives me goosebumps every time I watch it is because he's a, a, a music professor, he has a piano there. Mm-hmm. And it's this big mansion. And there's just this one scene where the piano just plays one chord by itself, but the chord just slams down and it reverberates through the entire house. And every time I see that scene, it just gives me goosebumps. That's cool. Because you just imagine being in a house that big alone and all of a sudden just something just slams down and plays your piano. That's pretty crazy. Exactly. So uh, I go with the changeling, and and the uh, the ghost story that ensues is one of the strongest I've seen in a film. That's awesome! I still need to watch that. I need to watch it. Um, my next one is I thought I needed to put something a little more recent because all my stuff is old. So, yeah, my next one's recent too. So what did you put? And it's something we've talked about before. Oh, wait. After we we both saw it. <laughs> was it last year? It must have been last year. Okay. Okay. This I know what I know what it is. Uh, go go for it. Hereditary. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> it's oh my god. Very it's good. So good. It's so good. <laughs> and okay, I remember seeing the trailers at first going, This seems weird. And I think I want to see it. It seems very, really creepy. And then that's like the first 30 minutes of the movie. And then it changes into something else that I was not expecting at all. Oh, man. They, so I went to see it with a coworker, And uh, we got to the part where... Um, I don't want to spoil it in case any of the listeners because it is still kind of recent. It's, it's still recent, and it's it's a slow burn. It's not it don't is expect a super a slow burn, and it's um, it's the scene where uh, he's driving back from the party, and the thing happens when he's yeah. driving back. Yeah, right. So there's one person in the theater that we were in and you just hear him go 
oh hell no and he just gets up and leaves <laughs> <laughs> oh hell no <laughs> but, he just, but he didn't say it loud he didn't like address it he said it to himself out loud he just went oh hell no and he just got up <laughs> and left <laughs> But oh, yeah, it's, I don't want to ruin that one because it is like actually not that old. But if you've seen the trailer and it sort of piqued your interest, but you haven't seen it, you should see it. But it isn't that trailer. I mean, it sort of is, but not really. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's the slowest of slow burns. Like if that movie is an hour and a half long, you are going to question that movie for at least an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah, it it, it goes kind of wacky and it still is wacky kind of at the end but it's real good and, and it was weird to watch it because they shot it in utah which is where i'm from and as we're watching it, i'm like this looks like utah this looks like utah and then i found out it was oh man i also i think tony collette got snubbed she should have gotten she Oscar nom for that was great man. in that she Jesus. was crazy good in that oh man have you seen the trailer for that director's new movie uh, I'm not sure. What is it? It's called Midsummer. Mm, I don't think so, dude. I didn't realize that that Celtic Easter rituals could be creepy. Oh, okay. Ooh, boy, was all just right. All the all the bright colors, all the the maypole and everything. I didn't think that could look ever look creepy. Thank and you, it... Ari Aster. <laughs> Whoa! All right, I'm down. I gotta look at that so... now later. Yeah, and it's 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 spelled in the uh, in the Germanic, so it's Midsummer, S S O M E R. Okay. No, I um, have not seen that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And listener, you should go watch that trailer too. Um, so, kind of keeping along with the slow burn and the more recent. I think I know what yours is. M- mine is. What's thou like to live? Deliciously. Uh, the witch. That's that's what I thought it was going to be. When yeah, like yeah. Recent and slow burn. And I love this movie. So this was the other one that I was I was like, well, I didn't like it when I left the theater because I felt like I was, I felt like I wanted more. I wanted to see more. I wanted to see a little bit more of a confrontation. But it was again, it was one of those ones where like. I was consistently thinking about this movie for at least five days after I saw it in the theater. And I also saw it on a Friday night, like two weeks after it had come out or maybe a week after it had come out at a late showing. And so the crowd I saw it with was not the best crowd to see a movie with. Yeah. Because it was, it was me and a friend of mine and we knew what we were getting into but the rest of the theater was pretty much like 18, 19, 20 year olds who I think were looking for a, like a jump scare movie. Yeah. And this, this was okay. not a jump I, scare movie. <laughs> um, I need to say that uh, we own this movie and I have not seen the whole thing. We tried to watch it once and it was slow. And I right. feel like it was one of those things that I probably would have benefited from seeing in a theater. Because it that's, was slow to the point where Kara's like, I don't want to watch this right now. And then we didn't go back. That's fair. But I highly recommend you you finish it. I mean, we still own it. So I do need really to actually watch good. it. Yeah. Um, and 
I, I kept consistently thinking about it and I'm like, well, again, kind of like with Halloween three, well, I liked this. I think this was great. It's uh, so the witch is it's like the subtitle is called like, uh, an American folk tale or something like that. And Oh no, it just says evil takes many forms underneath it on the cover. I don't know. Okay. Either way, it's it's about this family in the it's like a Puritan family amidst the start of not the start, but but in this witch hysteria. And it takes place fifty years before the Salem witch trials. So the Salem witch trials aren't even in anybody like the people who are going to take place in the Salem witch trials aren't even alive yet. And it's about this family who was kind of ostracized from their Puritan village. And there, there's a lot of uneasiness already within the family, but now because they're very religious, they, uh, they, they start to play into this witch hysteria and they start to not trust each other, like their own flesh and blood. They start to not tr to distrust. And there's a lot of um, resentment, especially between um, the mother and the daughter. And then what really capped it off for me was that because it's uh, Puritan America or Puritan colonial Puritanism, everybody speaks in the vernacular the entire film and huh. that blew my damn mind like how many movies do you know where they speak vernacular of like middle 1600s fair <laughs> like no i can't think of one really <laughs> and and for for the listeners who don't know i i have a degree in history so like i the work and the amount of research that they had to do like impressed the hell out of me because it was an astronomical amount of like high academic research they had to get to get the clothing right and the architecture of these buildings right and the vernacular correct. And if yeah. you watch the DVD, there's actually a, a couple of really cool special features on the Blu-ray um where they're doing a screening in salem of course because of course you're going to do a, a screening of a witch movie in salem but they oh, bring cool. uh, they uh they bring phd level professors from a local university to talk about the historical aspects of this film and these phd professors are like they got everything really like they did everything really well like everything yeah. was just solid. Like the research was great. So that one kind of like fires on all of my cylinders on that. So I really love the witch. And then the twist is great. I'm not, yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you because you haven't seen it, but I feel like you probably already know it. Um, I don't think that I do actually. So, Oh, all right. Just, uh, Black Phillip is like one of my one of my favorites, and I think Black Phillip should be like considered a, like a, a new school horror icon. Personally, so anyway, that's my that's my me gushing about the witch. So we'll put this aside. We'll put this aside now. <laughs> this, yep. we'll, we'll have a pile. But there's that. And then I need to bust out the 
the Universal Monster Box here, so we can watch. Oh, right. Watch Creature from the Black Lagoon later. Ooh, you have the you have the UK version. Of I that do because it was way cheaper than buying the, the US one. <laughs> it's true. Um. Okay. So what am I at? Two. I'm at two. Yes. Um. Well, my two has two in the number because it's a sequel. Oh. And it's a real silly it's, movie, but still a horror movie two, to it? me. It's not Scream Two. <laughs> okay. I don't hate Scream Two. It's fine. <laughs> um, Evil Dead Two. Yes, I love, I love Evil. It's Evil my Dead. favorite of the book. Yeah, it's the best one. Like the first one is a fun horror movie. Uh, Army of Darkness is just like a crazy action movie that happens to have like horror monsters in it, but it's like a twisted Harry, um, Harry how the what's his Ray Harryhausen. Ray Harryhausen. There we go. Couldn't get that out. Ray Harryhausen, <laughs> like thing with stop motion skeletons and monsters and it's great it's a lot of fun but it's not even a horror movie right i mean right two borders on not being a horror movie but i still love it and i will mm -hmm. still count it as one of my favorite horror movies i have seen it i couldn't tell you how many times i watched it yeah anytime i want to watch an evil dead movie that's the one i, go I gravitate towards because it does start out as like kind of a legitimately kind of creepy horror movie and then it just goes off the rails right right <laughs> it will like kind of like when all the all of the um the taxidermy animals on the the walls start, start laughing yeah oh and they have the dead sunken in eyes too yeah and uh. him cutting off his hand and like having to catch it under the bucket and putting the farewell to arms book on it and it's just mm. ridiculous and just blood dumping on him out a window and or through a window and it's just the silliest thing but it's so much fun yeah i'm really bummed that the show got canceled it was really I, I i've only seen the first season all the way through season two was good season one was better but season I, two was i still really enjoyed really good. season one i've watched like two episodes of season two i know it's on netflix so i should go and watch it but I don't think I've seen season three yet. I have not seen any of season three. But season season two was season two was good. It's not as good as season one, but there's like one episode that's really good in season two. Isn't there one with a puppet ash? That's, that's, that's the, the one. one. Okay. That's the one. Yeah. So um And then I don't know. wanna I don't wanna spoil it for you, but it's that's that's that was my favorite episode out of the uh the season. But, you know, it's made on, like, zero budget. Like, you can watch the commentaries and hear how they built the stages in a high school gymnasium. <laughs> and it's just... Sam Raimi knows how to make a fun horror movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I love all the Evil Deads. I think even, like, Drag Me to Hell... God, I was going to say that was recent, but it's ten years ago now. It's a super fun movie. Yep, um, I agree. Yeah, I just love Evil Dead 2. I mean, you can quote, and I, I haven't watched it in a while, High Fidelity, where he's like, it's just a perfect film. It's so mm -hmm. gory and funny, and the music kicks ass. <laughs> and yeah, if you haven't seen Evil Dead yet, you should watch Evil Dead. <laughs> right. What does it mean if you said, I haven't seen Evil Dead yet? 
to yet. Right. Like that, on one level, I'd be like, what do you mean you haven't seen it? But at the same time, it's like, well, you get to experience this for the first time and I'm jealous. Yeah, it's so. it's so much fun. And Bruce Campbell is a wonderful idiot in that movie. <laughs> Man. That's just, that's required horror viewing. Speaking of required horror viewing, brings me to my next one. And this this might be too obvious, but uh, I'm going with it, man. The Exorcist. It's classic. It's so good. It's Okay. Yeah. We can tangent slightly again to that theater in Portland. Okay. We got to watch that with Linda Blair. That's awesome. And she talked about like the making of it and stuff after. That's really cool. But yeah. I... Yeah, again, this is a this is a annual viewing every October for me. Oh, excuse me. Mm. I don't know where that yawn came from. <laughs> um, um, and I, man, it's just every time. It's, it's just, so good. It just gets me. Yeah, it's it's. I I can't. I'm having trouble finding the words to describe it, just because it is that good. Like the music. Um, <laughs> The music is great. It's like yes. edited really well. Like the the weird cut-ins of like the the evil or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the face that it's just it's it's great. And it's <laughs> the it's, performances it's, are awesome. It's the exorcist. It's the exorcism movie that all the other exorcism movies wish it was. Yeah, and it's got that iconic poster of the exorcist standing outside of the of the the house with the yeah. you know the light shining on them and a lot of other exorcism movies come come in really uh like come really close but still not as good as this one and as a matter of fact have you heard have you heard about the movie um, exorcism of emily rose yeah i've never seen it but i remember so we might out. actually talk about this it more towards October for one, maybe one of like our Halloween themed episodes. But the exorcism of Emily Rose was inspired by a true story. And the, the girl's name was uh, Annalise Michael. And the problem with Annalise Michael and well, I, I say, let me, let me put that in air quotes, the pro, the quote unquote problem. Um, she, it didn't work out so well for her. And she was actually, she had a mental illness, but her parents who were overtly religious, uh, weren't listening to the doctors and they thought that she had something wrong with her spiritually. And so her parents essentially had had her locked up and talked to the priest and her pre the priest was like, Oh, she's definitely possessed by the devil but she re in reality she had a mental illness that went untreated and it just kept on causing her to be more malnourished and cause herself harm oh wow yeah and but this was also around the same time that the exorcist book came out like the book that this movie is based off of the 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 book that the exorcist the film of the exorcist yeah is based off of and it was a huge best-selling book. Yeah. 
uh, in the movie, like the rights had just been sold for the movie. And I think the, the movie was either in pre-production or just started production. And the priest who was, or the, the family priest for the Michaels, um, saw this and he thought he could be opportunistic and oh. try to cash in on it. So he was trying to like exercise her demon, Annalise's demon, so he could ride the wave of wow. all of this exorcism talk in the news. And it actually did not work out well at all for Annalise Michael. Like she ended up sadly passing away because of this ailment. Wow. And her parents, uh, you know, later posthumously, like her parents were held accountable for her death. Her parents and this priest were held accountable for the yeah. So wow. I think I think like in a handful of months when it like maybe around September when it starts to get a little spooky outside, yeah, we might uh, I might do like some hardcore research into this and we might do an episode like that okay. is a full episode. Um, yeah. But anyway, so does the movie address that that part no, of it all, or it's just like no. So the, the movie exorcism part. So the movie, The Exorcist, or The Exorcism of Emily Rose is just loosely based off of it. Okay. So like it was inspired by those events, but in yeah. the, I think the film Exorcism in Emily Rose, there's like a legitimate exorcism that needs to happen. Oh, all right. You know, so, but the, the real story, but like the only reason I mentioned it is because there are tons of exorcism movies that have come out after the exorcist. Yeah. And they're just not as good. No, like, there's just something missing. Like that, that first one is just too damn good. Yeah, it really is. And even like the Exorcist sequels, like three is okay. Yeah, three is interesting. Course, circling back around to George C. Scott, you know, he's in that one. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, yeah, it's like this is the the one Exorcism movie that all Exorcism movies wish they were. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, that was my that was my tangent for the Exorcist and the other movie that isn't the Exorcist. <laughs> Well, my number one. We're we're down to number one. And um, dude, should I do a drum roll? <laughs> if you want to, you don't have to. <laughs> um, and there's been remakes and tons of sequels, and some of the sequels are fun. But the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my favorite horror movie, and I guess Man. that is kind of a slasher movie too. But I don't know. It's just it's pretty horrific. I can tell you that. Th- it's so it it makes me still and i've seen it numerous times uncomfortable when i watch it just so whenever you guys did your car trip your road trip from from portland down to florida you guys stopped in texas at that barbecue restaurant didn't you we did and we stopped at the house they have moved the house but we stopped at the house it's a restaurant now (laughs) Nice. But um it's just the tone of it. I mean, it feels all it feels grimy and dirty and lived in and it's just uncomfortable and that's the movie that I think made me be wary of the countryside. Totally fair. <laughs> And just I don't I don't know the fact that like Leatherface doesn't really communicate he's just kind of like grunts and squeals and 
and the whole Sawyer family is just gross. <laughs> ah, just Did, uh, no. Go ahead. So you're it's say? just just a tone and something that isn't pleasant, but it's just something you don't. I feel like you don't see now. Just like you were saying earlier with like certain movies not being able to be made or like like the sound mixing an alien, like you couldn't get away right. with that now. I just don't think even the remakes feel like they have like a sheen to them, a Hollywood shine that just you're not gonna recreate the original one. Right. Right. I I mean that's that's a solid one. And that's also like you know, that's that tentpole film where where it's like, you know, this that was Toby Hooper, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So Toby Hooper also did Poltergeist, which yeah. didn't make my list. Why did Poltergeist not make my list? Man, anyway. This was it's it was hard whittling it down to five, yeah. man, I can tell you. Um But yeah, no, you're right. Like it's like when you look at the house, the house looks lived in and old and dingy and dirty and when you look at it chicken bones and yeah and it's like well how can somebody live like that and then you see the people living you're like oh okay that's how they live there and made reference earlier to rob zombie and i and like house of a thousand corpses is like a blatant ripoff of that movie yeah yeah i still think it's kind of fun but it's not anything near as good but um yeah it just I always find it unsettling and weird, but also just really cool. I don't know, just because it has this aesthetic that I just don't think you're going to get anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think the second, the first sequel is kind of fun too. It's weird. and But anything after that, I'm just like, no, that's, that's pretty bad. And I think, has there been two remakes? There's at least been the Jessica Biel one. I think there was one after yeah. that too. I that saw was... the, I, Actually, I think the, I think the the second one was a prequel. Well, there was a prequel, but I think like a couple of years ago there was another one just called Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, or Texas okay. Chainsaw, and I'm not sure if that's a real remake again because I didn't see it. But I didn't see that one. I did see the Jessica Biel one. I did it's see that in the fine. Theater. It. You know, I will say I haven't watched it since I've seen it. Me neither. So. But I saw it in the theater, and I think it was just one of those, like, the right atmosphere. Because that, that movie did make me kind of, like, feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Whenever I was watching it, I was, like, kind of squirming in my seat. So, but That's fair. That it's was, not a bad movie. Right. And that was also, what, 2003, 2004? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. So, um, but it's still not the original. Like, the, that, that original, though, is just and aces. Just that shot of him. At the end, spinning circles in the road with his chainsaw as she drives away or rides away in the back of the truck. I'm just like, it's just Mm -hmm. like that shot's really cool. I don't know. I just, I love that movie. (laughs) Yep. That's a good one. That's a good one for a number one. I feel like it might make my my number one a little anticlimactic now. Just not like number one just isn't one of my favorite horror films. Number one's actually just like one of my favorite films. And it's um Mike Doherty's Trick or Treat. But that's a lot of fun. That movie is a lot of fun. Yes. Yes. I I don't think there's another movie that can encapsulate Halloween the way that movie does. That's fair. 
Um, I can agree with that. Yeah. I, I love the fact that it's very Pulp Fiction-y and that it's five different stories. Yeah. And how they all are intertwined. Like each, yeah, they cross each story over away. is... Each story is kind of like an, an urban legend of Halloween. Like, there's the town ghost story. There's the story where you're always supposed to check the candy before you eat it. Yeah. Uh, right? And um, you're, you know, the myth of, like, you're not supposed to take your Halloween decorations down before Halloween's over because it's bad luck and so on and so forth. And they all, they're all tied together with the little character of Sam, Sam who is yeah. the spirit of Halloween. And Sam being named after the, you know, the Celtic name of, of uh, Halloween, which is Samhain, but it's, per, but it's spelled S A M H I. H A I N. So it's it looks like it says Sam Hain, but it's pronounced yeah. Salin. But so, but he's and his it's his job to just make sure people are upholding the rules of Halloween. And you know, it, you'll you'll if you've seen the film, you'll see that he's pun. He gives you the trick or the treat if you don't uphold the rules of Halloween. So yeah, it's uh, just a really fun movie. I love it, and also the color palette of that film is gorgeous yeah it is all of the fall like brown tan red gold like all golden leaves like it's i love everything about this movie i could watch this movie over and over again and never get tired of it and last year scream factory uh put put out a release oh yeah i remember you telling me about that yeah because i have the old blu-ray like the original one yeah, I had that one too, and I normally just wait for stuff to get traded into my store, and I pick it up super cheap with the discount. I actually went out of my way and paid full price for this Blu-ray, and at the time, it was like a $35 Blu-ray. The cover because, is really cool on it too. Because, yeah, Scream Factory stuff is not cheap. Yeah. So... Uh, and I I really want to be Sam for Halloween one year, so I have to figure out how to get. Yeah, uh, I'm bummed you weren't with us at Horror Nights this last year because they had the house and and it was man, it was I pretty fun. I lived vicariously through through you and that was one of, our one of the better houses. It wasn't my favorite house, but it was up there. So, but. Yeah, that's my list. I think they're both so, pretty solid lists. I think so too, man. Mm-hmm. I've I feel like like you put the ones on my list that I wanted to put on my list, but didn't like couldn't squeeze it in somehow. <laughs> so I'm glad you mentioned them. Yeah, I'm I'm almost a little surprised that we actually didn't have any crossover ones. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised we didn't have any crossovers. But yeah, so I but. I enjoyed that. I I like all those. Well, I like all the ones I have seen. I still need to finish <laughs> the witch, and I need to watch the changeling now. Yeah, man, those are both good. Obviously, they're both on my list. Why? Well, I think they're good at <laughs> least. So, anyway, I think no, we. Just... I think we're over an hour. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to land this plane? Sure, we can. We can bring it on home. All right. If you want want to rate, ring it on back in, just uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know how many more um, analogies and metaphors for, for ending the show I <laughs> for can come up it. with. 
So uh, yeah. Uh, any anything you want to say before we uh we we call, um, it, we call it a night? No, I, I I feel like I had something earlier, but it must have not been that important because now I've forgotten. <laughs> oh, now I feel bad that I probably interrupted you. For, no, <laughs> and now you forgot. It was it. more probably just like, oh, I need to watch that too, because all these ones that were on your list that even ones I have seen that I own, I'm like, oh, I need to watch that again now. Yeah. Or even mine where I'm like alien and you brought up the thing with the sound. I'm like, I should watch that. I should throw that in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> should watch the thing again. Haven't watched that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> should watch Poltergeist. I really haven't seen Poltergeist in a minute. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. That was also a very cool house at Horror Nights. Uh, I bet. I heard that. I heard that one was really good. All right. Well. All right. It was Larry, fun again. Hopefully, yeah. people enjoyed this one. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we're just kind of testing the waters. Again, this uh, an excuse for Jeremy and I to talk over hangouts yeah, for two hours. Basically, and yeah. And you it's... get to hear what we talk about. <laughs> no. uh, but please, uh, listener, if you haven't done so already, please follow us on Twitter. You can find us at Magic Ghastly Pal. Um, Jeremy and I both have access to that that Twitter page. So sometimes you might get a response from him. Sometimes you might get a response from me. You never know. Uh, <laughs> I, I try to do my best to label my name whenever I answer a tweet. Sometimes I forget. Um, so, but yeah, also, uh, if you're listening to this, you are subscribed to the DizTwits Network. We're part of this whole community with our, our friends yeah. and sister podcasts. Disney uh, at a distance and yeah, we the Disflix some... and tidbits. Yep. And then I think there's a new podcast on the, the uh, Disney T with V. Yeah, there's... Disney T with V. So our friend Victoria, Victoria. I want to give a, a shout out to Victoria. And I think there might be new podcasts on this feed. I'm not sure. But it's, hey, you know yeah, what? You can I've get the, the Magic Ghastly Power Hour every other Sunday. So... And Disney at a distance, I think every Monday. Yeah. And I'm not sure what the Disney T schedule is like. And Dis yeah, or Disflix and Tidbits is actually not on this feed, but she's part of yeah, the she's thing. Part, she's part of the family. She's part of so, the fam. And she gets she drops her new episodes every Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. So um yeah. So and thanks for coming along on this. Oh no, no, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And just eventually we'll we'll get back to our other podcast. We're planning that now. <laughs> They oh, are, uh, are a Florida <laughs> podcast. It really has nothing to do with this one, but you might want to check it out. It's uh, Who Would Live in Florida. It's kind of fun. It's kind of interesting. It I like about it. us moving to Florida and living in Florida and near Disney. And as big nerdy Disney fans, how that's changed how we look at going to the parks and just life in Florida. So that's we have actually, three episodes I and hopefully... In the next couple of weeks, we'll record at least a few, so we can be more timely with every other week, like we initially <laughs> planned on. I feel like that's a, that po that podcast is going to be a really good tool for everybody who does decide to move. Like, if they want to be closer to Disney, like moving closer to or moving yeah, we've had Florida. a lot of nice feedback from people that have listened to it, so we appreciate it. Word, excellent. All right. Well, once again, listener, thank you so much for coming along with us tonight. And uh, I'm going to let Jeremy say the thing that I like him to say at the end of <laughs> each episode now. 
And then that's where we're going to end it. And we talked about podcasts. Uh, also, check out Jordan Gasly on YouTube and the Magic Geekdom on YouTube. But until next time, look out, everybody. It's a trap. Yes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>